Hey everyone, welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of three, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms master mealtime and become the boss of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peaceful meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 93, meal prep shortcuts I'm taking to get me through the newborn phase. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, Today we're talking about shortcuts to use to get you through. For me, it's the newborn phase, which is what the title of the episode is, but really these are just little meal prep shortcuts that I use to get through any difficult or busy time for whatever reason. So after my third child was born, the child that I just have is my fourth child. So this is um, over three years ago now, but after my third child was born, I was really kind of thrown for a loop. I felt like I would never feel like a normal human again. Yet, despite being in this challenging season, I still attempted, attempted (laughs) every night to make a meal from scratch. Even though my husband was in dental school, he was gone until six or seven in the evening. I was managing a preschooler, a rambunctious toddler and a colicky baby. Um, And looking back on this, I mean, it was really just pretty stupid, to be honest. Um, And I don't know why, but at the time I felt this immense pressure to make everything from scratch. I'm really not even sure where this perfectionism in the kitchen came from. Part of it might have been my background as a dietitian that made me feel like I needed to use whole foods all the time, Um, which is not what we learned in school. Yet it's funny how we kind of internalize all these messages, right? Some of it might have been that cooking had been an outlet for me in the past and something that I enjoyed. So I didn't really want to give up the autonomy or standard that I had come to expect from myself, even though my life looked a lot different. Some of it was that I was a food blogger. And for some reason, it felt like I was a hypocrite if I taught people to make things from scratch, but I didn't live up to that same standard every single time. Um, And some of it might have even been based on that antiquated view that women should have a homemade meal on the table and a bow in their hair when their husband comes home, right? (laughs) Um, By the way, this is not something that my husband expects of me, but I think it's a little surprising how we as women put these expectations that are outdated on ourselves still, even though logically they don't make sense, but we still kind of just like create that standard in our minds. Anyway, it shouldn't be too surprising that at this time I was exhausted, burned out, and I just honestly couldn't do it anymore. And the perfectionism was really killing me. And the crazy thing about perfectionism is that it just keeps you from your goals, even though in your mind, you feel like it's making you be the best version of you, right? But because I had such high standards and expectations at this time, when I was completely burned out by four in the afternoon, I usually thought, why even try in the kitchen? And I'd run out and get takeout despite having plenty of ingredients in my fridge that I could have put something together. I wasn't going to be able to put together the thing that I had planned or put on my meal plan. And so I just gave up entirely. I could have totally instead toned down the homemade meals I was making 
not made every single thing from scratch and still enjoyed relatively healthy and inexpensive simple meals at home like I was used to, but because I had this perfectionism, that didn't happen. And instead, I was eating takeout, which was costing a lot of money and was not necessarily in line with the values of what I wanted. And to clarify, if you're new to the podcast, you should know my stance on this. I am not anti-takeout, um, but I do value homemade meals at home. So um, when it became a habit to do takeout, that was kind of where the problem was coming from, especially because we were living on a student salary which was, you know, like student loans at the time. So it really was problematic to not be able to figure out something that worked for our family. Anyway, needless to say, things have been much, much different this time around with baby number four, starting with the fact that my baby's not cocky and I now have a seven-year-old to hold him while I cook. Um, That was the part that was not in my control, but ending with the fact that I do not expect myself to make every single thing from scratch anymore. It's still something that I value. It's something that I teach about. But I recognize that in this season, there will be days that there are more important things. And I can go back to my old ways when things are more stable. And the same is true for you, right? So if you are finding yourself in a season where you are just not able to maintain standards that you used to maintain, or if you've never maintained Um, a certain standard in the kitchen that aligns with your values, um, but you want to, but you're having a hard time kind of like building that bridge between where you are and where you want to be. I just want to, to let you know that it's totally normal to have ebbs and flows in your meal times and expected. So you might not have a newborn right now, and you might not even relate to my issue of wanting to make everything from scratch, which might make the shortcuts I'm about to go over with you seem super obvious. So if you fall into that category, I just hope the message that you get here, even if the specific shortcuts we talk about are not helpful, is that meals and meal times are going to evolve based on your season. It's totally normal. The not normal thing, the crazy thing is putting a hot meal on the table every night like June Cleaver, even when your life is chaotic or crazy, right? So find the shortcuts that work for you and get the help you need. Also, if any of you do have a colicky newborn, I'm not there this time, but I have been there and I do feel your pain. Anyway, so let's dig into these meal prep shortcuts that I've been using this time to help make the newborn phase so much easier. Um, These are all foods that I normally would have made from scratch or I've made from scratch in the past. Um, But when I choose to purchase these items, my meals come together just a little bit quicker. And that makes a world of difference when time is so scarce. I will likely make these items from scratch again, at least some of the time in the future. But for right now, my sanity is more important and these things are getting purchased. So keep in mind that it, like I said, learning to cook and cooking does not have to be all or nothing. In fact, it shouldn't be all or nothing. There should be times when you grab something from the store and times when you have something special that you want to put together, right? Okay, so we're going to dig into 10 meal prep shortcuts that I buy at the store that are making my life just a little bit easier right now. 
um, things that I will likely make from scratch again in the future, but that are saving my sanity right now by them being purchased from the store. So the first thing is guacamole or mashed or frozen avocado. So we're kind of just in the avocado space. So I make a mean homemade guacamole. Like it's so good. If I'm going to a party or I want a late night snack, I'm still definitely going to make it from scratch. But the thing about guacamole at dinner is that most of the time you're having it with tacos or nachos or dishes that have a lot of components already, and it can be overwhelming to have another thing to make. Also, it really doesn't matter how good your guacamole tastes when you're having it in a salad or in a taco with a bunch of other things. If you're just dipping it in chips, sure, like you want the very best of the best, but an okay guacamole from the store is going to be just fine for most of your dinner needs. So this is something that I have taken off my to make list. And anytime I feel like guacamole would be a good addition to our meal, I just purchase it from the store. Um, if you want to still flavor your own guacamole, if you don't love the flavor of the ones from the store, you can actually purchase mashed avocado without the flavoring. And that would be another option to save you a little bit of time if you still want to make guacamole, but you don't want to mash all your avocados, you could buy that. You can also buy frozen avocados, which I did not know was the case, um, already chopped up for you. And you can use them to make guac or just eat as avocado. So that is the first shortcut that I'm using. The second shortcut that I've been using is frozen rice. So I love that grocery stores are starting to catch on to some of the things that can be frozen that they never used to sell before. So if you're wondering, we've talked about this in the past, but yes, you can absolutely cook and freeze your own rice. I do that often, but right now I'm a little bit behind in my freezer stock, you could say. I'm not doing as much meal prep as I normally would, as much freezer prep. And so a lot of those staples are running out and I just don't have the time to make them again. So I've been loving the option of grabbing frozen rice from the store to take one little thing off my list when I'm making dinner. Um, and they even have some flavored options that are pretty good. And they are a little bit less high in sodium and um, processed than like a packaged rice would be. So it's a big win for me. We tried a cilantro lime one with uh, some salmon tacos a week or so ago, and it was really good. Not as good as if I would have made it from scratch, but we are okay with B-level meals right now, um, and it was good enough. So a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about are good enough. So I want you to kind of get used to that thinking about your meal times is to not think about creating some sort of level that you're going for and instead go for good enough. Okay, the third thing that I have been purchasing um, is smoothie packs. So once again, making smoothie packs isn't crazy difficult. It's actually not something that I even usually do. I usually just make the entire smoothie in the morning because it's just a matter of, you know, adding the fruit, the yogurt, the protein powder, whatever you're adding to your smoothie. 
However, it does save just a little bit of time to have them all in packs and you can purchase those at the stores already for you. And that makes the process of making a smoothie so, so easy. So even if you didn't get an ounce of sleep the night before, you can still make a wholesome breakfast or brunch, depending on your eating schedule, super quick and easy. All right. The fourth thing is frozen soups. And this is another one of those things that I'm really excited that stores are kind of catching on to because I love freezing my own soups that I make at home. I mean, you've always been able to buy canned soups, obviously, but a lot of stores are starting to add frozen soups to their inventory and they come in like big uh, plastic bags And there's a bunch of different flavors. Uh, Our local associated food stores carry these. But I'm sure that there are other stores that carry them as well. They tend to be on the pricier side, but you can get a lot and will be able to easily feed your whole family with them. This option is going to just be a little bit better, seem a little bit tastier than like a canned soup but you don't have to make it entirely from scratch, right? Because you can just thaw it and cook it. So because you can just thaw it and heat it up. So frozen soups are a great fast dinner option. The fifth thing is rotisserie or frozen shredded chicken. So frozen shredded chicken is a complete game changer when it comes to putting meals on the table quickly. Start to look at recipes, maybe the recipes that you're used to using, and just notice how many of them call for cooked chicken or have you spend the first step of the recipe cooking chicken that will only be thrown in at the end. Think foods like pastas, casseroles, soups, the list is endless, and there's really no reason that you need to be cooking that chicken fresh when you're making the dish, particularly when it's going to be in a casserole or a pasta or somewhere where it's going to be mixed in. I almost always have cooked shredded chicken in my freezer that I've cooked in my crock pot. I'll drop a link to my recipe, even though we're not talking about making things from scratch this episode, but it really is relatively easy to cook. And most of the time, that's what I do. It's a much more economical option. But if you don't have time, you can purchase bags of plain shredded chicken frozen. You can also buy rotisserie chickens that have already been taken off the bones for you in order to add to your meals. This is another one of those options where honestly the nutritional value of me cooking the chicken versus somebody else cooking the chicken is not going to be drastically different. The cost is enough for me to usually do it by myself But in this time when things are crazy, I have no problem just purchasing the frozen shredded chicken or the rotisserie chicken to put meals on the table quickly. Okay, item number six is jarred sauces. So I'm not usually a big fan of jarred sauces. I can bust out a homemade teriyaki sauce in about five minutes and spaghetti sauce tastes so much better made from scratch. However... Making a sauce tends to be one of the more time-consuming steps of my recipes. And even if it's not time-consuming, like a teriyaki sauce, for example, it can be a little bit messy and it can take a little bit of brain power because they tend to have more ingredients and need to be uh, watched on the stove. So again, this is something that I've just chosen to cut out for the time being. And store-bought sauce is an easy meal prep shortcut 
Uh, you can do your research to see which store-bought sauces taste the best. You can do this just by Googling them or by trying different things out as a family. Find the ones that work best for you. Um, and you can also look at ingredients lists and you can find pretty minimal ingredients lists if you are trying to eat more whole foods that are pretty similar to what you would make at home anyway. So again, this is something that I will definitely go back to making my own sauces again because I much prefer the taste of them, but it's an easy switch to do when things are too crazy to do at home. Number seven, this one's oddly specific, but I just have to tell you about them if you don't already use these, and that is pot stickers. So I absolutely love frozen pot stickers, and it's one of the only like completely pre-cooked foods that I purchase and use for my family. Uh, they taste almost as good as any restaurant, and if you've tried making pot stickers from scratch, then you probably know it's a nightmare and it's not worth it. <laughs> They're so time-consuming, and they really don't taste much better if they taste better at all. So these are a wonderful, wonderful choice for a quick meal for your family. My kids love them, and I love them. Um, and Costco and Sam's Club have them in bulk, so you can get them really affordably. You can also pair them with frozen fried rice, which was one of my other shortcuts um, that you can purchase at the store as well, which makes them like the easiest weeknight meal ever. So like I said, oddly specific, but you've got to try them if you don't already use them. All right, number eight is coleslaw mix. This one seems specific, but... Um, I actually find coleslaw mix very, very versatile. And I've mentioned this before, but it's one of my favorite shortcut foods because I love to use it in things like stir fries. Uh, coleslaw mix is versatile. It's cheap and you can make it into the traditional coleslaw or even a different kind of salad. But when you cook with it, it takes the chopping out and it adds a lot of bulk to your recipes because there's so much of it in a bag. So it tastes great like in a pad thai. I'll drop a link to my uh, shrimp pad thai recipe that I use it in. Um, but you could use it in a traditional stir fry or really any dish that calls for cooked cabbage. So coleslaw mix is a wonderful time saver. Number nine is frozen veggies. And I'm not really talking about like frozen broccoli and carrots, although if that's your thing, you can go for them. I'm pretty finicky about my frozen veggies and it's like frozen peas and corn are really the only ones that I want to eat like straight out of the freezer, not straight out of the freezer, but like just steamed. I'm not always a fan of like frozen asparagus or broccoli or some of those things. I'd much prefer to have them fresh, but Lately, the stores have been getting a lot more creative in their offerings in the freezer aisle. So I encourage you to go take a trip down the freezer aisle and just see what they have. But things that I've seen lately are things like butternut squash, which butternut squash is a pain to chop up and it tastes really great from the freezer. They have frozen sweet potatoes. I've seen cauliflower rice and even chopped peppers and onions, which is a great one for meal prep is to just buy your peppers and onions already chopped and frozen. So these more unique frozen items that they have, frozen vegetable items, can really be a huge time saver. And you can put all of these staples kind of together, even with some of those 
even mixed with some of these other ideas like the frozen rice and the frozen chicken. And you could really put together a meal in like five minutes with a lot of whole foods by using the freezer aisle. So it's not like it used to be. It's not like the bags of frozen mixed veggies. I mean, of course, they still have those, but they've really gotten quite creative with what they offer. So take a look down your freezer aisle and see what you can save yourself time with uh, by buying it frozen. All right, the last item is pita or non bread. And, and I'm a huge fan of using pitas or non breads for all sorts of different purposes. You can eat them plain on the sides of your dishes. You can make pizzas or flatbreads, which is probably my favorite use for them. You can make sandwiches. There are tons of options. I've got a recipe for naan, and I usually do make this and stock my freezer with it. But like I said, that freezer stock's getting low, and I don't necessarily have the time yet to restock it. So I'm trying to stock my kitchen with as many things that I can get from the store that mimic what I make at home. Um, and I love to get these from the store when I don't have the time to make them again, Costco or Sam's club are really handy if you are looking for these because they have bulk quantities that are much less expensive. Um, so check out your Costco or Sam's club to find non and use that in a bunch of different dishes to save you time. All right, my friends, there you have it. Those are the meal prep shortcuts that I'm taking to get through the newborn phase. They are helping me immensely. And just remember my friends that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Shortcuts are smart. They're not cheating. (laughs) You can always do a mix of from scratch and grocery store helps. You can make something from scratch when you have the time and not when you don't. You don't have to have a go-to. You can really just be a lot more intuitive and peaceful in your kitchen by letting go of some of that perfectionism. Okay, thanks so much for listening. I'm so glad you've been here and I hope you got some ideas from this episode. Next week, we've got another fun guest for you who will be helping teach us how to raise capable kids in the kitchen. I'm excited to introduce her to you. Until next week, happy planning.